You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked on NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And I hope everyone had a nice 4th of July. I had a pretty decent 4th of July. Got up early and I watched a couple basketball games. I've been watching the FIBA Under-19 World Cup. Or maybe it's the World Championships. I know it's the FIBA Under-19 games. I got up this morning. I watched... It was Senegal versus Lithuania, and then I also had a chance to watch Spain versus France. So, got up about 6 o'clock. I live in Dallas, so Central Time. Got up about 6 o'clock Central Time. Watched those games while also working on a video that I, I plan on editing for, I'm sorry, that I plan on uploading for my YouTube channel. And then after that, I had about a 20-mile bike ride, and then I went to, uh, I guess, a, a barbecue. I saw a debate on TV a couple of days ago. Is it called a barbecue or grilling or whatever? So went over to a friend's house, and it is now 4.17 a.m., and I am recording this podcast after getting up at about 3 and, and watching some films. So... Safe to say that uh, I'm, I'm pretty dedicated to this to this craft of, of watching film. I've, I'm really interested in this under 19, the under 19 games going on in Latvia. I'm disappointed I'm not there. I had a chance to go to the under 19s in 2019 in Greece, and then also in 2017. So this is the first one that I've that I've missed out of the last three. But before I get into that. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our locked on rooms. This episode is going to be about some of the players that have caught my eye at the under 19 games. And first and foremost, I will begin with Chet Holmgren from Team USA. Chet is no stranger to anyone that's been following the NBA draft. He is probably, and I can't see a reason why he wouldn't be the projected number one pick in the 2022 NBA draft. He has signed with Gonzaga, or is it Gonzaga? I don't know. I've heard it pronounced two different ways, but that doesn't mean that one of the ways isn't correct. But Chet so far has lived up to the hype. Now, when you look at the numbers... It's 12 points, 6 rebounds, 4.5 assists, and 2 blocks. Team USA has blown out there their competition, and he's playing on a stacked team. So I don't expect him to put up big numbers or even really any any of the players in Team USA to put up big numbers in this particular tournament. They normally don't. I mean, USA normally has a pretty balanced attack. But Chet has been impressive. I've seen him play before. But this is my first time really, really like evaluating him. I'm not big on evaluating guys in high school settings. I know it's important. I know it's something that I I probably should do a better job of. But 
a lot of times these guys just are so much more talented than their peers in the high school setting. So I don't really spend a lot of time evaluating. Like I watch the games. I, I'll take a couple notes here and there. But like I said, I've, I've seen guys just get away and just dominate just off of pure talent. And the one game I did really pay attention to with Chet was a game against uh, Amani Bates, who is another highly highly regarded prospect, and I thought he dominated that game. But let's just get into what I've seen from Chet so far. I'll give you the measurables. He's 7-1. I don't know the weight, but I know he is as skinny as a rail. I made a joke on Twitter saying that he can hula hoop through a Cheerio. Now, I don't want anybody reporting me to my boss David Locke or accusing me of body shaming this is a joke I don't have anything against skinny people but Chet might not be the skinniest prospect that I'm covering today but so far let's just talk about what I've seen out of Chet in these two games the first game it was against Turkey he played 20 minutes, and the second game was against Mali, an easy win. But just a couple things that I've had a chance to watch. I mean, he runs the floor like a guard at 7-1. You don't really see guys move like this at 7-1. He can attack closeouts and put the ball on the floor. The skill set that has been the most impressive to me so far has been the passing instincts. Like I knew that he could shoot. I knew he could handle a little bit. I knew that he was extremely skilled for his size, but what I did not know and what I have underestimated is his passing instincts. He's made some really good passes. He's averaging four and a half assists in about 19 and a half minutes, but I've been impressed with the reads, whether it's finding cutters, whether it's like a post-entry pass, passing the ball ahead. That's a skill set that, that, like I said, I've been really impressed with. Another thing that I noticed that he does well is he finishes with both hands. And he's just long. And, I mean, when I say long, I'm talking about his long strides to the rim. When he is attacking the closeout or is putting the ball on the floor, I mean, his arm extension is like once he it's, – it's almost like Giannis in a sense as far as him putting the ball on the floor and just all the ground he covers – and when he extends his arm, it's like he could be at the free throw line and he's right there at the rim. As far as shooting, that was one of the things that I, I knew about him. I knew that's something that he did well. Shoots a very easy basketball. It looks like it's coming off his hand smooth, looks effortless. I think that he has a really high upside as a floor spacer in the NBA. As far as in the post, I mean, he's thin. But he has, like, the footwork. He had a nice drop step move. Um, he's tough. That's another thing that I like about him. Despite being skinny, he plays with toughness. I saw him grab a rebound in traffic that, you know, you tell oh, he's 7-1 and he's a pretty good athlete. What's, what's the big deal? But just the, I mean, the way he grabbed his rebound, it was out of his area. And I, I really like his his toughness. As far as areas that I'd say a little bit of concern, I know he's had a, a couple missed dunks. <laughs> uh, one of them was in transition. He did not look explosive at all. It looked like he tried to you know, go a little showtime on us, missed that. Nothing big there. Sometimes I think he struggles a little bit with playing through contact, which is expected because he's so light. And then I think this is also expected. 
he's a good ball handler. And, I mean, he has the coordination and, and ball handling skills that, again, you don't really see out of someone over seven feet tall. But he struggles a little bit in ball handling through traffic, which, you know, you're really not supposed to handle the ball in traffic at 7-1. But I've been really impressed with Chet Holmgren. Again, the numbers don't necessarily stand out. The 12.6 rebounds, not really impressive when you consider a guy that is expected to be the number one pick. But in this setting, like I said, with Team USA being so loaded and he only he's only playing like 20 minutes a game, it's... You know, it stands out, but it's the four and a half assists that have really caught my attention. And what I failed to mention as far as like him as a passer is he's very good at using his height to see over the top of defenses. So I'm high on Chet Holmgren. I think he's really been impressive to me so far in this setting. It's only been two games. There's still quite a ways to go, but USA is expected to to win this um, this tournament with ease because they're by far the most talented team. And my next prospect is a guy that I've been hearing his name for years. He dealt with injury this season, but he's another guy that is expected to be the number one pick whenever he enters the draft. But before I get into that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar, the best tasting, the best tasting protein bar. I had to put a little extra emphasis on it. It's the best tasting protein bar. As my guy Jackson Gatlin would say, Jackson, shout out to Jackson from Locked On Rockets. It doesn't taste like cement. For those that don't know, Built Bar has many delicious flavors and it's something that, I mean, they have flavors for everyone. When you talk about a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and now they have german chocolate what my favorite flavor is as of now it is double chocolate check out the number 17 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only 4.5 or 4 or 5 grams of sugar only four or five grams of net carbs. And now there's a new flavor called the Grasshopper Cookie. Order today, get the Grasshopper Cookie or Raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the USA track and field team. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Okay, now the next prospect I want to talk about is a unicorn. Now, you can pretty much put Chet in a box as a unicorn, but Victor Wimbanyama from France is a one of one now when i first heard about him i saw that he was being compared to a combination of chris Stapps porzingis and rudy gobert now this was the chris Stapps porzingis that played for new york i mean people are a little bit down on chris Stapps, which you know he didn't have a strong playoffs but i'm still a believer in porzingis but when Banyama is i mean when i say this is as unique of a prospect you'll find he's 7'2 
17 years old. So far through two games, he's averaging 19 points, nine and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, and four blocks. He is two for nine from three. He does have seven turnovers. But man, this kid is super talented. As far as the three-point shooting, like I say, it's only two for nine, but he shoots an effortless, easy basketball. He's knocked down a shot from NBA range. He's shown that he can shoot the ball off the dribble. Again, this is 7-2. He's athletic, bouncy, explosive. He runs the floor like a wing. He has really good hand-eye coordination. Like I've seen maybe at least three plays where he's caught alleys or lobs with, with one hand, just like it's like they would throw it up and he catches it with one hand. He brings it down and he's dunking like he's playing on an eight foot rim. Like he is looking down at the rim every time he jumps and to be seven, two and that explosive. And it's like, a, it's like this easy explosiveness. It's not like really powerful. I mean, he probably doesn't even weigh 190 pounds. So, I mean, he can't really have a lot of power. But he just makes it look really easy. Every once in a while, gets a post-touch. And he has everything you want out of a post player. Except size and strength. But as far as like the footwork, the fluidity, the touch, the the balance, and just feel. I mean, he's he, he's got the goods. I mean, he is super skilled. And I haven't even really talked about how dominant he's been on the defensive end of the floor. I think Wimbayama is a stud. Again, he's only 17 years old. So I was trying to compare the the film for the two games that, that I've seen play between him and Chet. And I had to remind myself that Wimbayama is still only 17 years old. There's at least a, at least a year and a half at the minimum gap age-wise. So it's scary to think where Wimbayama would be when he's 19 years old. Now, if there were some concerns... I think he needs to improve his feel as a passer, especially when passing on the move. He had a few turnovers in transition where he was getting a rebound and run, and he just launched the ball <laughs> into the stands. Doesn't have a lot of feel as a passer. Even though he's averaging three and a half assists, I think his passing is a little bit behind Holmgren's. I do think that he settles for too many threes and jump shots, which, you know, he's very very thin he's real thin so he's not gonna really bang a lot in a post but i do feel like there, there are times that he does settle he is turnover prone now as, as far as the shot goes the shot looks good like i mentioned he shoots the easy ball but i counted two air balls and he had like a, a brick that hit nothing but backboard so right now his touch seems to be a little erratic which again, 17 years old, he has plenty of time to to develop that. But overall, I mean, he is an elite prospect. I saw that he just signed with Asvel, and Asvel is the team that I believe it's it's owned by Tony Parker. I'm sorry, maybe not owned, but Tony Parker is the president. They're playing in the Euro League, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays in the Euro League. I'm a big fan of the EuroLeague. For those that don't know, I've kind of made my mark a little bit by knowing the international prospects. And the EuroLeague is the toughest league in the world outside of the NBA. So I'm curious to see how he, how well he plays in that league. Teo Maladon 
played for Asheville in the EuroLeague a couple years ago, and he had a strong rookie year for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I'm curious to see about how how many minutes he plays. Are they going to throw him out there? Because I mean, he's he, he's going to struggle physically, but you know, talent wise. I mean, skill for skill, you can say that he's probably one of the most talented players in the league. So just looking forward to, to seeing how he performs. And when we return, I have a few more prospects that I want to cover. But let's talk about bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online, get all the latest news, odds, and info, and all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball. NBA, which is down to the finals, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for their runs in the NBA finals. If you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, or a fan of the Phoenix Suns. And if you would have told me in November that the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks would be in the NBA Finals, I would have said you're crazy. Maybe Milwaukee. But to me, I wouldn't have thought that Milwaukee would get past Brooklyn. Which they did due to injuries. But anyway, that's that's a whole other story. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts promo code locked on all right you're listening to locked on nba draft this is your host rafael barlow from nba draft junkies and this prospect i'm going to cover now is a guy that i've been the leader of his bandwagon for the last few months there's a couple bandwagons I'm leading. The Vrenz Blindberg bandwagon. I've been I've been driving that. And it is the Ibu Baji bandwagon. Now, my very first time seeing Baji play was two years ago. He played at the under-19s also. And this was in Greece. And I remember, like, taking notes and just being in awe of his just freakishly raw athleticism and I just saw that he's going to be in Minnesota next week maybe it's this week yeah in a few days and I'm you know I'm wondering how this all pans out because he's he's on the list to participate in this Minnesota combine which is like the second combine I think there's like 39 no no I'm sorry there's 48 players that have been invited the last I saw 39 guys were confirmed and um, it's basically serving as a second combine for those that some guys were invited to Chicago so some guys will be at both but then um, you know I guess just because of everything that's going on they're trying to limit all the all the travel and, and the visits so anyway Ibu Baji will be his name is on the list he is one of my favorite players like I said, I've been high on him for a couple years now. He plays for Barcelona. He he got a little bit of time on their on their A team. 
I know that probably sounds like junior high, but he got a little bit of time on their on their main team. They spent the large majority of the season on the second division team for FC Barcelona. Now, Baji is seven foot, freak, freak, freak athlete. I mean, he has a great frame. So far, this tournament, I think this is his breakout tournament. Everyone that has been following international basketball knows that this guy has a talent, but he's so raw. Like, and I mean, I've read questions about does he care, effort. He's been able to just get by with just all natural gifts. This is the first tournament. I mean, he did a little bit of Afro basket. This is like the first tournament that I've seen where he's looked really good, a little bit more polished. Like he's added some some stuff to his game. He's still raw. Don't get me wrong. He's still raw. But he has been a dominating presence, averaging 18 points, 11 rebounds. Check this out. Five and a half blocks. He is dunking everything around the rim. I mean, he has a high upside as a pick-and-roll guy, uh, definitely as a vertical lob threat. Definitely could make some money as a vertical lob threat. Like I mentioned, super athletic, explosive, quick twitch. Now, this is where he's been impressive to me. He showed some range. He showed a soft touch. He knocked down a corner jumper. Or not corner, but he knocked down a, a jumper from the short corner, looked comfortable doing it. He also had a soft touch finish around the rim. Before, everything he did was a dunk or some weird, awkward layup that he made just because he was bigger and longer than everyone else. But I thought the soft touch finish around the rim was a good sign. He's shown some flashes of ball handling. Now, I did a video on him on my NBA Draft Junkies YouTube channel. I want to say it was probably like a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. And there were some plays in that video where he showed some ball handling and able to make a play in space. He had a particular play against Lithuania. He missed the shot, but he got the ball in the short corner, did a dribble move, shot a step back jumper. Now, you don't want him shooting step back jumpers but this was a play I want to say it was like at the end of the shot clock and he had to create something he missed the shot but he looked comfortable doing it then there was another play where he got the rebound went coast to coast probably like in three dribbles very Giannis like and he went to I mean he tried to put the man on a poster on a one-on-one fast break ended up getting fouled but it was impressive to me just to see him at seven foot outrun guys, push the ball in transition, and he looks pretty comfortable with it. So I do think that he has some upside as a ball handler, not like a point forward, but I'm talking about more like making a play in space in the short corner, putting the ball on the floor, possibly being able to attack and beat slower centers off the dribble. I think this guy has a world of talent. Best case scenario. Now, check this out. I'm putting myself on a limb there. I believe he has Orlando Magic Dwight Howard potential. I believe that. Whether he reaches that or not is totally up to him. If he puts in the work, if he continues to just get better, I think that he has that type of potential. Because, again, the athleticism is off the charts right now. 
He's getting most of his points and doing most of his damage on the offensive end of the floor. He probably has about seven dunks just off offensive rebound putbacks. Some of his points are just because he's longer than everyone else. His motor has been pretty good. That was one of the knocks is that he his motor was inconsistent. But so far in these two games against Lithuania and Japan, the motor has been running hot. It's been consistent. He's shown a little bit of flashes of back-to-the-basket game where he'll have the ball and he'll back his man down. Again, the finishes aren't pretty. It's due to him being long. Still needs to work on his left hand. The passing is, is not there. He's not much of a passer or decision maker. Again, he's raw. The biggest area that I would like to see him improve on is just his overall pace. He still is in a hurry. He's, he's still playing like 100 miles an hour ends up on the floor too much if he can add or just improve his pace maybe add a hook shot he likes to turn off the the left shoulder and go for a layup but if he can add just a soft touch hook even just improve his left hand I think that he's going to I mean he can be really good and that's not even talking about the area where he's most dominant defensively he is I mean, like when you look up the definition of rim protector or defensive anchor, his face should show up. I mean, he jumps so high and so fast that I'd say maybe maybe 30% of his blocks are 50-50 as far as goaltending. Like, I mean, the Lithuania game, even though they lost that game, they were scared to go to the rim. I mean, they were literally running from him. He still finished with four blocks, but the game before against Japan, he had seven. Like, he is a physical, intimidating rim presence. And that's why I said he reminds me of Orlando Magic Dwight on this stage. If he can, if he can just accept the role as a rim runner, a guy that may be able to knock down some, some open shots in the short corner of the elbows and not like Dwight like for example Dwight could have been he's still I think a a hall of fame player but I feel like his resume has been knocked down some because he started wanting post touches if he would have just continued to accept being a rim roller and play the game that he was playing Orlando I think Dwight would be for sure first ballot hall of famer but he had a stretch where he was just dominant and again I feel like Baji has that type of potential it is totally up to him. I think that at this combine in Minnesota, I think it's a setting. If he does go, I mean, it, it would kind of kind of be bad for him to leave his team hanging in this situation. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the NBA. But if he ends up going to Minnesota, I think that is the type of camp or setting where once he shows off his athleticism in, in a workout or a pro day type setting, I think his name would shoot up draft boards. But I think he's definitely helped himself in this particular tournament. All right, and the last prospect that I want to cover, and I've I've also been impressed with his game, it is Nikola Jovic. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. He's 6'10", 18 years old, good athlete. He's fluid. He's a rebound and run threat. He's like a lot of these Serbian bigs. I don't know what they're doing in Serbia as far as their skill development, but whether you're seven foot or you're six foot, all of their players have similar skill sets. They're good passers. They're good ball handlers. I mean, you look at 
Jokic. I mean, he he was the MVP. He's a seven footer with a guard like game. You look at Pokashevsky. He's seven foot, but he's a good playmaker and a good ball handler. You look at Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's a guard. He's more so known as a shooter, but I, you know, I, I was with Fenerbahce the year Bogdan was there. And a very underrated aspect of his game is that he's a good playmaker, good passer, especially out of pick and rolls. So it's like whatever they're doing in Serbia, they're making sure all of their players have a diverse skill set where they're threats to beat you with shooting, putting the ball on the floor, passing. And Jovic is next in line. I mean, he's next up in this long line of Serbian basketball stars. Again, at 6'10", he's a good ball handler. He can put the ball on the floor, attack closeouts. He's a confident three-point shooter, not afraid to let it fly. The numbers aren't there as far as percentage-wise, but you can tell that that I mean he can he can shoot the ball. Or if he's not a good shooter right now, you can tell that he has the upside as far as his touch. Very good court vision. Like I said, the passing that these Serbian bigs, the passing skills that they're developing there, he's he's next up. Good court vision, like I said, long strides to the rim. He's a pretty crafty finisher. I wish I could show you highlights, but this is a podcast. He had a few plays where he just made some pretty impressive finishes around the rim. Point forward, I think that's the position that you're going to see him play at the next level. 6'10", again, point forward, good passer, good field, good balance player. I think that he has what it takes to be like this connective tissue glue guy that makes plays on a winning team. I've only seen him play a couple of games, but I'm impressed. And that wraps up this episode of me covering a few of the prospects that I like at the FIBA under-19s. Now, I know there's more prospects. You know, you got pretty much the whole USA team. Jaden Ivey has been very, very good for Team USA. I mean, you can make a really, really strong case and say that he's been the best player on Team USA, maybe even the best player in this tournament. I will guarantee you that you'll be hearing more about him coming from me in future episodes. But that wraps it up. But before I leave, starting on July 19th, we will be doing the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. It is presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It'll be featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford. If you don't know what GOAT means, greatest of all time. And Odyssey NBA experts, Brian Scalabrini and former NBA general manager, Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA experts will make the selections and trades. For your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event, search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and the news that matters to you. That is Odyssey. This is Raphael with NBA Draft Junkies signing out, and I'm out.